0: سلام من شهرام جعفری مشاور املاک هستم که در شهر ونکوور کانادا زندگی می کنم شما به برنامه سوتی گوش میدید که میتونید آخرین اطلاعات و اخبار به روز را راجع به املاک داشته باشید خانم ها آقایان درود بر شما همونجوری که بهتون قول داده بودم هدف من اینه که برنامه های آتی افرادی از همکاران رو که در تخصصهای دیگه‌ای که مربوط میشه به ریل استیت ملاقات داشته باشم و باهاشون جلسه ای داشته باشم و سوالاتی که به شکل متداول از من میشه از اونا بپرسم و جوابها رو با شما به اشتراک بذارم. امروز موفق شدم با یکی از مارگج بروکرها به نام سایمون ونگ ملاقاتی داشته باشم و در این جلسه می دو تا از های خیلی متداول که از من شده ازشون بپرسم که به خاطر اینکه مربوط به پروفشنال ایشون میشه و سخن کوتاه میکنم و شروع میکنم صحبت با سایمون سایمون ویلکم تو پروگرام هاو ار یو هاو سو Well, can you please introduce yourself and and tell us in what profession you work? Uh, So my
1: name is Simon Wong, Uh, I'm a mortgage broker uh, or a mortgage specialist you may call. I'm different from most banks because, you know, I have my own license. Brief history on myself is I used to work at the bank and basically I was tied down to the products that they were selling. Uh, So basically, yeah, I decided to get my license so I have access to all the lenders private and uh, the regular A lenders and even credit unions. Uh, this way I can provide my clients with all the best solutions. Uh, yeah, so that's a little bit of Great, great, great. Uh, Simon, uh,
0: I'm going to ask two questions in regards to mortgage that I was asked most of the time. We know uh, recently the government of Canada has introduced a program helping to, to the first time buyers. So. My question is, if you could uh, actually explain a little bit about this new program for, for our audience,
1: then, uh, then we go from there. Okay, so the new uh, uh, program that the government uh, issued out is called the First Time Home Buyer Incentive. So basically, um, I'll explain how, how it kind of works. So there are a few uh, qualifiers to apply for this incentive. But first, you need the minimum down payment. So whatever your purchase price is, um, you need at least a minimum down payment, which is 5%. Uh, Second is uh, your maximum qualifying income is no more than 120,000 of your household income. So if you have two people on the application, then maximum is 120,000 household income. And your totaling borrowing power is limited to four times the qualifying income. So if your household income is $100,000, you and your husband or father and son, uh, then the maximum amount you can borrow, is four times of that, so that's $400,000. So if you meet this criteria, you can apply for a 5% or a 10% shared equity mortgage uh, with the government in Canada. And a shared equity mortgage is where the government shares in the upside and the downside of the property value. So how does it work? Um, The incentive enables first time home buyers uh, to reduce their monthly mortgage payment without increasing their down payment. So the incentive is not interest-bearing and does not require ongoing repayments. So it doesn't accumulate interest, the government will forge you that money. So, so the first-time buyer incentive, uh, the government uh, of Canada will offer 5% for the first-time homebuyers purchase for resale of a home. So these are existing homes, uh, basically they're not new construction. So homes that are at least one or more years old. For homes that are pre-sale, new construction, uh, they can offer up to 10% of the buyer's purchase price. So it's a little bit better incentive for the uh, new purchase. So the main question a lot of people ask is, how do I know how much I have to pay back, right? Because this is a shared equity program. To explain is you can repay the incentive at any time, uh, full without prepayment penalty. So you can pay it back, no penalty, anytime you want. Uh, you have, However, there is a time limit. So you have to repay the incentive after 25 years or when the property is sold. So when the title is transferred to somebody else. Okay. So whichever happens first, okay? Uh, the repayment of the incentive is based on the property's fair market value, okay? So this is very important uh, because this is how the shared equity program works, okay? So for example, you receive 5% on the incentive of a home purchase price of 200,000 so in other words you receive 10,000 incentive from the government if your home value increases to 300,000 when you pay it back your 5% will now be 15,000 because your fair market value has increased Okay. vice versa um, if you receive a 10% incentive and the home purchase price is 200,000 or 20,000 and your home value decreased to 150000 now your repayment value will be 10% of the current fair market value, which is now 15000
0: So in other words, the government will share whether you, whether the price goes up or yep. the price goes down, so yep. the government is willing to take the chance to share in that
1: yep. last too. Exactly oh, yeah. Okay. So that's the shared equity program. So they're willing to take that loss and at the same time they're not charging you any interest. Okay. Okay. So that's the main thing. But you obviously in the Vancouver market majority of the time the prices do go up. Go up, exactly. Yeah. But at the same time even if you pay back more money to the government, you're still borrowing money interest free okay Okay, and this is just uh, first-time buyers this is just for first-time buyers yeah okay
0: and then you said uh there is a maximum of 25 years to pay back
1: yeah so uh the maximum i guess you can say term amount is 25 years um which is the standard like 25-year amortization it kind of links to that um but most people won't uh, get to that point usually it will be when they sell the home when they sell and then you have to repair that at that fair market value fair market value great okay that's great
0: so the second question that I'm usually asked is as we know getting mortgage is very hard these days (laughs) and so many people own business yes So. They go to the bank, apply for a loan and then they say to them, sorry, you don't have enough income, you don't have reported enough income. So is there any way for these type of cases, this type of scenario, is there any any alternative
1: that we can deal with? So this is a very common question um, uh, for self-employed individuals. Um, basically, for any self-employed person, small business or medium-sized business, the main thing they want to do is keep their income low sure. uh, in order to pay less taxes. Very common, right? Yes. So as a result, usually people will claim their uh, income on their taxes very low. Sometimes I see thirty to 40000 you know, something like that. Net um, income. Net income after okay. expenses, right?
0: Okay. okay, so please notice. He's mentioning net income on the
1: statement 30 to 40,000. Yeah, so this would be if you're a sole proprietor, it'll be on your T1. If you're uh, incorporated, it'll be on your T2. So yeah, when you go to a regular big bank, you know, like the TDs, the RBC, Scotias, all they look at is what you claim, your net income on your taxes. Sure. They look at that, what we call the line 150, see how much you claim and that's your income. They may boost up your income by 15%, but it won't be much, right? Um, Obviously, majority of these people, they make a lot more money than that, you know? And there are other banks and uh, programs that offer uh, what we call a stated income or business for self or something like that. Uh, These are usually on the B lender side. Uh, The big banks don't have these programs. And what stated income program helps is It helps these individuals declare um, what they actually make. So how do we do that? Uh, We usually look at your bank statements. So if you've been in business for maybe one year, one and a half years, then we'll look at like six months bank statements. If you've been in business for at least two years or more, uh, we'll look at uh, 12 months bank statements. And what we're trying to do is we're looking at your uh, business account bank statements. And we're looking at your revenue your deposits. so every month we're looking at your deposits uh, from whatever you do uh, whether you're doing sales or construction you know you look at the deposits and then based on those deposits we average it out monthly so if we use six months we use a six months average if it's 12 months we use a 12 month average okay yeah then we state your income uh, what you actually make right so for example let's say you have like a a carpenter that on his taxes, his T1s and his T2s, uh, maybe he's only declaring net income of 30,000, right? Um, But when we look at his bank statements and average it out, his income could be anywhere between 120 to 150, right? And then we also will also um, look at your financial statements. To see your expenses and see what expenses can actually be deducted and actually add back you know so it's uh, it's a little bit of accounting and a little bit of uh, financing to okay look at it. yeah.
0: but it's much easier
1: than the regular banks like royal banks and TD, and, and right? It is easier in a sense where um, declaring the income is much easier and we can declare more. It's basically we're trying to justify it. We're trying to make up a story, right? Um, a common thing what I see is for people that's been in business for maybe the first two to three years, uh, usually the first year and the second year, uh, they usually buy a lot of large expenses. Maybe they buy a car, they buy equipment. Obviously on their taxes, they're going to deduct that, right? Sure. You know, 10,000 for computers and parts and stuff like that. Um, but for these B lenders, we can negotiate and say, Hey, these are assets. So this part of their, their inventory, the assets. So we can okay. add that expense back, boosting up their income. Boosting up yeah. their income. Yeah. Okay. Similar things like that. But we have to recognize that because these B lenders uh, offer these programs. These B lenders are just like banks. They're governed by the same same government body as banks. No difference. It's just that they're taking on higher risk loans, so the rate will be higher, and there will most likely be like a lender fee of one percent on the loan amount. Okay. So there is a cost to borrowing for this, um, but yeah, it's it's a higher risk loan. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. But the
0: the rate is. I understand that the rate is not like too high than the other other no, banks no. it's a little bit higher, right? it's,
1: it's a little bit higher. Uh, well because what we notice now is like five six years ago um when i previously offered these products to clients uh five six years ago the the rate was really low uh, you know, we're looking at like maybe two to two and a half percent at the big banks right so what would happen was you offer this rate to them uh, with the V lender and they say, wow, it's almost almost double the interest rate, right? We're looking at four, four and a half percent. Um, fast forward, you know, six years now, the rates have gone up at the big banks, but the B lender rates for these programs relatively stayed the same. same. Okay. So now the spread isn't double. Now you're looking at, you know, up 1% or 1.5% okay. difference, right? Okay. So when the client sees it now, they're like, okay, it's not too bad, right? It's not too bad. Very and Plus, you can borrow a lot more, right? That's the main thing. Very good.
0: Simon, thank you very much for answering these two main questions. As a last question, how people can find you if they have any question or if they have
1: any questions? So you can contact me uh, through my cell phone directly, uh, 778-929-3678. Or you can uh, email me at uh, simonwongmp uh, at gmail.com. Or you can visit me at my website at uh, www.simonmp.ca. Thank you very much Simon for this
0: interview.